Welcome to the Morse Code Podcast, where we talk with entrepreneurially-minded creatives in music, film, and writing. My name's Corby, and I'm hoping these conversations inspire you to push deeper into your own work, whether you're a full-time professional or just starting out on your own creative odyssey. I'm myself just trying to figure it out as I go along. Really excited to share this conversation with bassist Anton Nesbitt. Anton's played with everybody, like Keb Moe, McCrary Sisters, Robin Ford, CC Winans. He's played on television soundtracks like The Nashville Show, Greenleaf. Dude's been everywhere. He's also played on a few tracks of mine, soft-spoken, thoughtful, Anton has always been his own person, doing music his own way. If you get something out of the Morse Code podcast, please like and subscribe. And now here's my conversation with Anton Esbid. Anton Nesbitt. Dude, thank you so much for making time for me. Uh, thank you for inviting me, man. <laughs> I've been looking forward to talking to you for two months. Really? Why? Because <laughs> I love you, man. We never get to hang out. In, yeah, it's been about... I'm, Pre-COVID, I think. Pre-COVID. Was, Maybe before that. I mean, the last meaningful musical time we hung out was uh, when you brought your uh, little girl over here. Yeah, I and thought you about and that. Lucas when I, yeah, a yeah. song in the front yard. I thought about that when I walked up. Yeah. It's, yeah a little deja vu. Uh, it's like, oh, new fence. That's what I was going to say. It's like the picket fence is <laughs> changed. But um, man, I'm, yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you. I don't even know where all this is going to go, but... Um, you know, you, I've always admired you really? as a deep musician and a, yeah, man. And you like, you also have another way, you have this other thing, which is, um, you just exude gravitas where, wherever you Damn. go, you're doing it right now. That's you're pretty doing it cool. Right now. That's pretty <laughs> effortless gravitas. Dude, you just, you just made, that. you just gave me some more confidence. Okay. <laughs> Oh uh, man, that's what I'm here for. Well, I was oh, always hoping that no one ever looked at me as just a bass player. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, for some that would be enough. You're not just a bass player. You're like a world-class bass player that's played with um, everyone from Leanne Rhymes to BB and CC Winans to Robin Ford to Johnny Lang. I mean, I, the list goes on. I'd made a long list. I didn't even have to read it because all those people are so famous. But um, I thought we'd maybe... So like the point of this podcast is just to t sort of talk about how artists that I've admired sort of found their way into this racket and then managed to sustain um, a career, you know, across time. And sort of it's like to maybe encourage and inspire people that are on the same path or considering it. Or And to that end, I just am curious, how did this all get started for you? You're born in South Carolina, yeah. is that right? Yeah. Lake City? Yeah. Um, did, you, did you have a musical family? Yeah, my grandmother, my brother, my aunt, uncle, my grandmother's uh, father, and all her siblings played. And 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 I'm as a fact, it's something I like to tell. Um, her last name was Jones. My grandfather, my great grandfather, was Cleveland Jones. Yeah. And reading Quincy Jones's book, he says father's from Lake City, South Carolina. So that's. So you're kin to Quincy. I don't know. I, I, it's always I feel like something you, that would <laughs> be too hard to track down, I imagine. Well, I met him in Switzerland, but so many people was around, I, I didn't get a chance to kind of get that. And I kind of, I kind of, I'm kind of kicking myself because I wish I would have been more forceful and aggressive. Yeah. But that's not really my personality. I wish I would have. You wait for them to come to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's coming. <laughs> I bet. But uh, yeah, um, so started there um 
and I really don't know how it I think it found found me mm-hmm. because I really don't know how I just remember being at church and a a, a friend of ours uh, named Dara Henley he played guitar and bass mm-hmm. and he brought up he brought both of them to church to figure out which one he's gonna play and I remember opening the case of the bass guitar and said I want to play that that's what I want to play and he's like oh man you could, you could take it home and it's like, that's, that's it. how it started how old were you 14, 15 mm. so you weren't like a little yeah, kid yeah yeah but yeah. you've been probably singing and so I was in the around. choir because yeah. my brother would teach the choir and I was a tenor and then your parent, like um your parents, they didn't like, they weren't like, no, don't get into music. Actually, and, my grandfather uh, would have very serious talks about me getting into music. Because of the pitfalls along the way? No, about like, you should get into music. Oh! And yeah. I and, and I, I think it took me in my 40s to realize, damn, he saw something that I didn't. Hmm. Like, he would have, like... <laughs> So I would take the bus home, but on days that it would rain, he would come pick me up because he was in construction. Mm. He was a he had his own construction company, so he wouldn't work on days of rain. So he would pick me up, and I remember co- going back home on this uh, slow drive home. I was like, "Oh shit, I'm in trouble." <laughs> he was like, "You really need to get into music." You, you, you got people around who can teach you. you. I think you should really consider. Now, this is a guy that's been bo- uh, was born in 1960, so it's that generational gap. He's telling me, yeah, to get in. It took it took root. Yeah, like it would. It was well. Diff- I, I I was I was defiant a little bit <clears throat> because <laughs> he wanted me to play the piano. Uh-huh. Which I do regret I did. <laughs> I do regret I did. But uh, I'm like, I'm going to play the bass, you know. I just play the bass. Because was, that's part of my personality. I'm a silent, defiant person. Yeah. So you, is what you're saying, did that come out of a little bit of like, all right, all right, Grandpa, I'll play music, but I'm going to do exactly what yes. you want me to do. This right. is my own thing. Right, right. Um, and then did you play pretty quick were you gigging outside of church or I started about 16 17 I started gigging in public because mm. my brother would teach me the songs that's how I learned the notes mm. by ear mostly or, just, or charts or both no he would call out the notes mm. I couldn't I didn't read anything mm-hmm. and he would just call out the notes and I would remember the songs and and your brother played piano. Okay. Yeah. And does he still play? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Did he play pro- professionally like you did? A little bit. He did Yolanda Adams and yeah, <clears throat> this stuff with Richard Smallwood and some other stuff, but not. Yeah, yeah, he, city, right? yeah no. <laughs> I tried to get him come, but <sighs> life's too good in yeah. Carolina. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's a maybe a good segue because at some point you did move, and yeah, yeah. so that's a big leap for you know I did this, I, my version of that story like a lot of us and not from here. And at some point I was like, I guess I'm going to do it. Yeah, and that's a huge moment. Oh right, yeah, yeah, life. yeah, very. So what made what prompted that for you? Did you have something waiting for you here? Or? I did have something waiting for me, but it fell through. Mm, classic. And I had to. And I remember actually I was at USC. Um, University of South Carolina doing a gig and I got the call and it fell through. I was supposed to come here and do a, a church gig, classic, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the easiest way to make money as a musician. <laughs> and even that didn't quite pan out. It still didn't pan out. <laughs> which was very hey, oh man. That's I'm just realizing that that was the story. That was kinda like almost kinda you didn't that that's not why you're moving to Nashville anyway. Right. So I had to make a decision. Um, I remember saying, you know what? I'm going anyway. Fear, uh, uh, the unknown, I'm going anywhere. Yeah. You know, I'm just I'm just leaving. Yeah. And you were young man? 20, uh, 26. Oh, that's not too Yeah, young. not too. Yeah, so you had like a steady, familiar thing, fairly. Musically yeah, yeah, reliable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had yeah. gigs, you knew it. And then for that for that area and that time period, mm-hmm. you know. And, but then to have that and trade that for a big <clears throat> fat question mark, yeah, is a lot and something that not everybody can do. Yeah, and, I didn't know I could do it. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Same when I when I think back to that, like I'm a homebody and I've moved three times in my life. Once was when I graduated from high school. I went to college, and then. The next time was my college town to Seattle, which was mm. an hour and a half away. Yeah, yeah. That's not a terrible big move. And then the third time was when I moved from Seattle to Nashville. Oh, and looking big. back, I'm just like, I cannot believe I did that. That's so <laughs> unlike me. <laughs> you know? And then after a while, after, you know, and when I first landed, it was kind of similar, a version of that where like I won the song contest first week, first week I was there. Oh, wow. And then this indie label, um, loved this record that I made in Seattle and licensed it and put it out. And I was like, man, this is great. This is what well, took yeah, me so yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then cut to like seven months later, the indie label's gone. I have no money. <laughs> I have like no, I'm a th- two and a half, uh, 2,500 miles away from my fan base. I'm like, uh, and I'm just like another guy in wow. town writing songs. Wait, what year was that? Uh, oh, six or seven oh, probably. Wow. Yeah. I heard you you moved here in 04. 04, yeah. Yeah, so I wasn't too far behind yeah, yeah. you. But man, it, but at that point, seven months here is like out of the question to move back. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's just yeah, no way yeah, I wasn't yeah, going to do yeah, that. Yeah. Pride, yeah. probably right. more than anything. Um, but okay, so that, we're not talking about me though. Uh, so you got here and it still, it worked out. You picked up another gig or two. Yeah, minutes. I slept on the floor for about four months. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, somebody for. And when I got, I, I moved in May. In June or July, I got offered, actually, it's a crazy story. This guy I met when I moved here, <clears throat> he, he passed away now, Terrence Chaney, he's a keyboard player. So he was, he, he was telling everybody I could play, but he never heard me play. <laughs> he was just going off of Reputation. people he know yeah. that, that you know, I could play. And so June, July, moving here in May, June, July, I got offered to do be in the house band. I don't know if you remember the show Barbie Jones Gospel. I don't. On BET. Okay. So I was offered that to be on this national, well, global 
actually show that that was one of your first gigs that time. was my first <laughs> <laughs> so, so i guess it did work out so i all. went from south carolina to being on tv every every sunday morning with all the at the time the top gospel artist man your grandpa must have been so oh he was because yeah because he would always get on me about watching tv yeah he'd be like why are you watching them what are you doing yeah yeah (laughs) man he drove a hard bargain yeah yeah (laughs) so when i got on tv i caught him like yo check me out on tv (laughs) this is what i'm doing that's beautiful that's that's so great that's so uh there's nothing, there's nothing like being on TV to like validate your your experience yeah. with your parents. <laughs> right. I look forward to that moment for myself. Um, okay, so you so at that point you have that gig. That's a steady gig, and it's like well, it's one, like a seasonal a kind of, seasonal yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. but like once a week or, or whatever it is. Well, it was like it was like in a row, but like two maybe a, at the, when it first started, it was like a maybe a week of the year but you're doing like three shows a day mm-hmm. so you know but I, I was I was happy about that was, better than what I was was doing in South Carolina yeah man and then uh and then also now you're here you got a steady gig it's always once you got one gig it's so much easier to get another one mm-hmm. because now you're like uh vetted um and so after that did you pretty much uh, did you tour a bunch like at what point maybe let me say this and then I have my own personal anecdote about when we met. Um, what point did you kind of get in you know, like the Leanne gig or like, a- I didn't get the Leanne gig to later, like maybe six years ago. Mm. Yeah. So before that 2011, maybe is when I started getting gigs like, uh, it was in 2000, maybe 2011. I was starting to get gigs that, with <clears throat> artists like like artists you kind of like wow like bb and cc i was doing that <clears throat> yeah. and i did the johnny lang and cc and um keb mo and all that you know that was the kind of but the funny thing about it again let's go back to this whole church thing felt falling through <clears throat> 2011 was the year I resigned from playing at the church. I was like, I can't do this no more. This this is not what I came to Nashville to do. Yeah. And ironically, that's the year when the other artists started. I get huh. calls from the other. Do you think that uh, do you think that that new good fortune came out of or had something to do with sort of you, you stating maybe you know to the church at least, but also to yourself that like this isn't yeah my thing. Yeah, I had to like really define what I want to be and where I want where I want it to be mm. who I want it to be yeah and so did you do you, by that do you mean uh, you didn't want to play like were you playing at um, uh, Mount Zion yeah or? I was playing Mount oh, yeah, oh, yeah. okay yeah, cool. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, which if you're not if you're listening and you're not familiar Mount Zion is a I mean, I'd call it a mega church. But yeah. Maybe used not to quite attend. I remember you used to go sometimes. Yeah, I've gone yeah, a bunch yeah. of times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot, to, a lot of good to yeah, yeah. consider. Yeah. But I was always on the outside, so I didn't yeah, know, yeah. you know, church politics yeah, yeah. Yeah. any church <laughs> any are church, real. Right. <laughs> so if I was sitting in the pit, man, I can only imagine what I'd hear and what I'd know. And it was cool, but, you know, after a while, I, I think I'm wired as, like, if I'm, if I'm doing the same thing over and over, after a while, I'm like, start. Then the questions start, like, okay yeah what am i really doing yeah am i progressing you know 
has this happened in my career? How's this, you know? Yeah. I'm, you know, that's just how I'm wired. Like, I mean, I can, I so relate, man. I mean, in my own way, that's why I've had the, the weird circuitous, circuitous career that I've had. I love it. Cause of I'm that, just, I'm, I'm I just, so envious of that. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't even know what you're saying. Oh man, the courage. Oh, man. <laughs> well, just to your point, it's just like, you don't, I've, I, um, I don't want to do the same thing over and over again. And when I, even when I was touring a lot, um, you know, there was five years there where I was like doing probably a hundred, 150 shows a year, <clears throat> just constantly touring. And at some point I was just like <clears throat> hearing myself say the same banter between songs and like people would laugh at the same punchline. And then I'd play the song and oh, yeah, yeah. I was just like, yeah. what am I doing? I'm a freaking clown to myself. You know, oh, nobody wow. else is, no, wow, knew that because wow. it's a different yeah, crowd yeah, every yeah. night. But I was like starting to like lose my respect, self-respect or something. I'm wow. just like, I want to be scared like this is what's what else is out yes, there yes so yes i think that's what i'm hearing yeah. you say oh yeah absolutely way. the self-reflect you know start self-reflecting kind of like so i'm you know you i'm trying to get in this thing of like being self-reflective but also having gratitude which is a hard balance for me yeah <laughs> Any, for anyone. And, I, and i'm bad like well you know if and then to my wife said two things can be true at once hmm. and I, I was like okay i mean i like the way that sounds but i also don't know what it means i can still be self-reflective and want more hmm. and still have be grateful for where i hmm. where i am now you know yeah yeah i can absolutely yeah uh that yeah because sometimes you get guilty grateful. you get guilty of like well, maybe I'm not grateful enough because I want more. And that's, uh, I don't, you should want more, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, that's so strange because at the same time, um, I, I was, here, I'll set this up this way. I was talking to this guy this weekend. He teaches songwriting at, at, um, at Belmont. Um, mm. His name's Drew. Kyle, do you know that? Drew Ramsey. Drew, yeah, I know Drew. Drew. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah. I drew, I just ran into him in the hallway. Oh, yeah. And, um, we were talking and he was saying that, you know, like everybody's got, he's like, I tell my students, everybody's, you're, you're sitting out there and we all got this Grammy shaped hole in our heart. We think that yeah, we're not yeah. going to be okay yeah, yeah, until yeah. we get that Grammy to yes. put in there. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, you find out like, I guess he's, he won a Grammy. Yeah. We're India. Ari and yeah. Him and Shannon. I've got maybe somebody, maybe a couple of people. Him and Shannon Sanders did a lot of stuff. Mm. And, but he, to your point, he was just like, you know, that's not like, it didn't mean anything as yeah, soon as it yeah, happened. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, I thought I should feel validated and whole. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, I feel exactly the same yeah, kind yeah, of empty. Yeah. And I, you know, my, I'd have never gotten a Grammy, but I've had my version of those moments where some right, kind right. of accolade comes right, in right, and I'm right. already going like, okay, now that lady's probably going to email me back. And if I can, here's my next three moves yes. based on, and it's just right. like. That, yes. that lifestyle is addictive and it's kind of inevitable to some mm-hmm. level if you're, you know, doing this out on your own and trying to hustle gigs. But, um, very clutch to have a wife to remind you. Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> keep your feet on the ground. Yeah. Keep, yeah. Like, uh, you don't have to, you don't have to be, you don't have to feel guilty about wanting more. Yeah. You know, so sometimes, you know, the time is up sometimes, you know? Yeah. And that never ends. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so you got this, uh, I mean, now you're in a place, you got a family, you got, um, you found a couple of kids. Do you have two yeah, kids? Two kids. Two kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, how do you, that, okay, well, 
first of all, when did you get married? And I'm not going to pry too hard in the in the personal uh, side. 2015. 15. Okay, so yeah. you're kind of fairly yeah, new. Yeah, fairly new. Years into this. And then so when that happened, how did that change your relationship to your career in terms of the kind well, of here, here we battle um, now I have another battle cuz I'm trying to uh balance that with my wife and my mistress, a.k.a. music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't always like each other. They don't always like each other. <laughs> so I'm, I'm fighting another uh, battle how to, and I'm feeling like I'm neglecting music. Yeah. And then I feel like I'm neglecting her. Sure. And it kind of really put me in a almost a spiral position because I'm like, what have I done? Mm. You know, you you woke up after like you, somewhere along the way yeah. after you got married. It, it was like, good, you know. It was good at first, and then you know, especially when you start having kids and the reality sits in. Like, how the hell am I balance this? I've never had to balance anything. I mm. just do do what I want. You know, spontaneous life. Yeah. You know, single oh, yeah. music. You don't. You don't know what the hell is gonna happen rings, from day to day. Door. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> okay, now I have to plan. Uh, so I'm gonna have to think about should would this gig benefit me and my family? Yeah. <laughs> you know, just kind of you know. Yeah. But I really want to do the gig because I like playing the music. Yeah. But it doesn't benefit my family. That's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah, and so I mean, how have you? having eight years of perspective on this, do you have any strategies or how have you, how have you sorted it out or how have you not sorted it out? I'm not the sound cliche. I just trust my, just trust my instinct that back to music, Mm. how we play music, just trusting your instinct about when we play music. I had to rely on those, those, those qualities when I play music. Hey, just trust your instinct. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't have the, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I <And> don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't so, have a formula. But, yeah. You know. So you don't, you know, I mean, you're not taking every gig, but you're taking some gigs. Yeah. So some of the ways it's like, okay, if that's paying, then that makes it a lot. Or, you know, if Leanne calls, then you probably can take that gig. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. But um, if you, you you can't take every gig. I can't, yeah. And you've made peace with that in yeah, some yeah, way. Yeah, just like, yeah okay, I made peace with that. I'd be home tonight. Yeah. Well, that's important. And another thing, I had to, I had to change my perspective about how I view music, because I'm not. That's not who I am. That's what I do. Mm. I was so. The music was my identity for a long time, and so when I became an individual again, some things is like I don't really fit in my program, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty deep. I mean, how did, is that something you just realized or you, you have to do some deep diving? I know, or man. I did some deep diving and, you know, spirituality and different other stuff and kind of like trying to find who I am. Yeah. You know. Um, well, let's get into that. Cause like, so I remember when we first hung out. Okay, wait. Here's my, here's my, <laughs> here's my colorful anecdote slash uh, um, undying gratitude for you working out working through one of my character flaws. Which was, <laughs> I don't know if you remember when we met, 
but um, I do. And it was at the, at, at the high yeah, dive yeah, yeah, yeah. when it was yeah, open yeah, yeah, yeah. in town. And Lucas had put me in touch with you. Mm-hmm. Lucas is a mutual friend of ours. Right, right. And just like a kind of a savant, just like a yeah, yeah, effortless, a, deep musician. Yeah. Crazy. Um, but funny guy, too. Funny guy. Funny guy. <laughs> Still funny. Uh and um, so he, he, like, I would always lean on him to kind of be my unofficial music director. And he's sort of, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like, man, I got this guy, Anton, he's going to be great. And I'm like, sweet. And maybe I sent, maybe email, send you the songs or whatever. But I just remember showing up like 10 minutes late to, to the, my own rehearsal <laughs> for my show. We like, didn't even have time to rehearse. Like we rehearsed the same day as the show. Yeah, like, yeah, so we yeah. went to yeah, the club yeah. to yeah, run yeah. the set yeah, before yeah. the show. And I just show up like 10, I remember call, <laughs> like pulling into the parking lot late and I call Lucas and I'm like, Hey man, uh, are, you, are you there? Are you getting close? And he's like, we're already set up and on the stage. <laughs> and I was like, Oh fuck, <laughs> go in there. And just your face. I was just like, I felt like so embarrassed. And what, I was also what, just what, like, what did I, Oh, just, I mean, you were just like, like uh, <laughs> you just the, just the way you are, man. Just kind of like, this cat. Okay. This I swear Joker I didn't think. I swear up. I didn't think anything about it. I know it's probably just my own guilt. But uh, we had we had. A, I remember the show was really fun and great. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Um, I remember that. Yeah, it was a fun yeah. night. That's um, 11, eleven years ago. Dude, it's crazy. Wow. You know, we're, <clears throat> well, you know, I don't see any gray hair on you yet. Uh, it's coming out. <laughs> 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 Gray hairs made up first, huh? <laughs> but um, so yeah, and and you know it's funny because it's like uh, I've watched you from afar, and then once in a while we'd have you know opportunities to work together. I remember you played on several songs on uh, this record that our mutual friend Tim Lauer produced yes, of mine. Right, right. And thank um, you for introducing me. Yeah, and then you guys went on to do a bunch of stuff, yeah, and yeah. that uh, was you played on like Greenleaf in yeah. Nashville. Mm-hmm. And as Tim always says, man, when you got to have Anton, you got to have Anton. <laughs> like nobody else will do. So, I mean, you never, uh, like, you're not really part of the studio game in the way that Tim was or some of these, like, Bukovac or something. No, I wanted to. I wanted to be, but uh, as I evolved as a person, as a musician, mm. I decided not to really pursue it like that because mm-hmm. I, I even asked him to uh to help me more get bored and uh hope i don't get in trouble <laughs> i don't think i mean also whatever you, I mean, i'm you never gonna call it <laughs> <laughs> but uh hey whatever yeah man we can also cut anything out whatever. you don't have to no I, I, i'm confident in what i'm saying yeah. I, I just to point um go back to being the individual and uh, I just I'd rather be different mm-hmm. um, yeah I, and I know that like you know those studio guys I, I only know you know I know him pretty well mm-hmm. even what he says it's just like you know it's a lot of the same thing yeah it's yeah, a lot. yeah 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 that's your lifestyle yeah, yeah, yeah. hanging out with the yeah, same yeah. dudes and, yeah um, and it's a club, and if yeah, you yeah. want to be in a club, absolutely, it's it's great. But if you don't want to be in a club, right, right, and you never struck me as a club kind no. of. Thing. <laughs> no. So what? I'm you, always gonna go. I'm always gonna go your own yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I love about <laughs> you, man. So, <clears throat> what? So, in lieu of the studio gigs, are you mostly? What are you doing right now? Are you out <clears throat> on the road much? And I'm I'm on the road a little bit, and I'm doing more writing 
mm. and trying to, you know, just coming up with my own ideas. Mm-hmm. Like songwriting. Yeah. And uh, you and I do some stuff from home, do some recording from home. And occasionally I get called to do, you know, sessions. But um, what is this is I've never asked anyone this before on the pod, but like if you had you could if you could write your own ticket, like for this is the dream five years from now, like what would that be? Uh, finding my own artist, mm-hmm. um, and um, developing that, and just kind of yeah, just making music I wanna. I love, yeah, you know, not music to. Okay, we gotta make the next hit. Mm-hmm. I want to make the next impact. You know, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I do, um, and I mean that's. This is something I can speak to is that I too really have had a strong um, desire to make stuff that was important to me. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Always yeah, been yeah. the bar. It's, or, it's authentic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But authentic and paying rent aren't always oh, on yeah. the same You're plane. Right. You're right about that. <laughs> and, and, you know, I too am married. And <laughs> as I have gone, figured this out, like I'm on my own journey of that version of what you were talking about, oh, where I'm like, I'm yeah. an individual. Music yeah, isn't, yeah. you know, I, isn't who I am. It's what, it's what, and it's, for me, it's like a thing that I yeah, do. Yeah, I'm still yeah, like yeah, 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 scatterbrained. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, am I yeah, more yeah. a writer or a musician? I don't even know. But uh, as far as, um, the the muse meeting the money game i am on my own journey of how to channel the my interests my creative interests and my need for being authentic to myself toward avenues that have at least a chance of paying the bills yeah, yeah. while kind of doing other things yeah, alongside yeah, yeah. that, that yeah, do yeah. pay the bills in the right, short right, run right. because you know like i you know i want to write uh, I have a couple of novel ideas and I think that that's like a big part of who I am and, and oh, yeah, absolutely, I'm go. absolutely. you know, yeah, incredible but, writer. Yeah. In the short run, that's just like not something I feel like it's not time for that right now. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should just be like, just clear everything off the desk and be like, this is what this is. I'm going to do my dream. This is, I'm going to write the mm-hmm. great American novel now. And, um, that's absolutely possible, but I, you know, waking up day to day, living on planet Earth, I'm like, it's a time and a place for everything. To you know, to every season, yeah, 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 time. yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it's 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 an interesting challenge, um, and it is the challenge I feel like for the individual artist. Yeah, it is trying yeah. to like be authentic to oneself. Because if, if he's a true artist, if, if he's, he's if, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. And I try to be careful about that. Cause I know a lot of really talented people. My wife gets real. She has some strong opinions when I start weighing in heavy on what true art is. Not. So I, I would, like to, not I would like to hear a little careful with that. Oh man, I'm going to get Randa in here. She's, she spice up this pot. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's like, uh, there's so many really, really talented people that, um, like you're, you're a guy that's at the top of his game to me. Like you can just step in, in any situation and rock the Caspa And um, th- for many that would be enough. Like you could, you could be in the studio system. Oh, absolutely. Be doing, yeah. It'd be like the man. Um, but you would be doing somebody else's, you'd be, be realizing doing, yeah. other people's I, dreams. That's right. Yes, yeah, right. And uh, so that's a, that's quite a compromise, you know. Yeah, it is. But it's I'm, I'm willing to take it, man. Yeah, to that I know in self. I have to because I have to live with myself. Yeah, you know. 
I hear that. You know. Um, well, uh, we're, we've got a little bit more to talk about, but um, maybe we'll break this up with a song. And uh, if that's cool with you, oh, yeah. we'll try to do it. Yeah. Um, and w- I'll set this up because I just didn't, didn't want to do one of my own songs. That'd be really, uh, I don't know, too me-ish or something. But uh, I learned this song that my wife actually likes. And uh, then that's a good segue. I'm going to f- flag that. Um, by this band called The Wild Rivers. And it's called Think About Love. But I did a little piano arrangement for it. So we'll try that. And uh, let's do it. We got caught up with telling a lie You're leaving me lonely Cause he's caught into drunk in some bar Yeah, but that was the old me Remember the night that slept on the porch You told me you loved me You don't ever think about that Like the light went off Now you're dead Said I'm giving me up It's kinda like we're too far gone And there ain't no use Stitching it out We can do the long haul We can work it out No, the ride's rough But try us You're just thinking about tomorrow Find some man with no rock and roll band yeah, And maybe you'll like that Remember the lake when it started to rain Babe, I just held you The light went off And now you're dead Said I'm giving me up It's talking like we're so far gone And there ain't no use of stitching it up But we can do it alone huh? We can work it out No, the ride's rough But try us You're just thinking about tomorrow Was really fun okay <laughs> hopefully it went well and uh i was this is a good segue because this song that i 
I um, that we just played. Um, I I like this song a lot, but it also has like personal meaning to me because Randa, my now wife, brought it to my attention when we were first hanging out. We were actually at a party that, at, over here at my house about seven feet away in this other room and we we're playing cards with her friends and she was like i love this wild river song she'll love that i just did an impression of her um <laughs> and uh so we cue it up and it's just this great song but i noticed that um and maybe this has always been the case but st like things have to mean something to me mm, yes. for me to be to want to do them that's right and if, if it's music or if it's yeah. books and it's like consequently I, I'm really slow with um, coming, like warming to like songs or things in like the current zeitgeist, yes, like pop right. stuff that's exactly. flying by yeah, all the time. Exactly. I'm, it's always yes, gone before yes, I get yes, to yes, it. Right, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, two yeah. years later, right, yeah. man. <laughs> I, yeah, I love that Carly Pierce song. Oh yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's funny because it's like it makes everything really slow and. Um, it, it, I guess this is it. It's like you just got to be willing and um, uh, okay with going at your own That's pace. That's right. Yeah. And yeah, paying the consequences for yeah. that. Yeah. But also in reaping the the harvest. Oh yeah. Of just yeah. Like yeah. Rapture in me. Yeah. Yeah. And, I think it outweighs being going a slow route. I think yeah. It out, it, yeah. It's like a long term investment, you know. Man, I can get the money right now, or I can just get the money over time. Yeah, <laughs> slow build. Man. That's right. It's the difference between like a tidal wave and the tide. That's right. And I've always been a tide guy. Like you won't see me coming. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. All of a sudden, you're up to your neck. <laughs> You'll feel it. <laughs> um. Well, so okay, I'm kind of curious, and we don't. This maybe is bonus part, but um, you you're you're a really spiritual guy, and when we've ever talked, it's kind of gone that direction, and. I've gone, you know, like we've gigged at times when you were probably, maybe you were still at Zion or you'd gone to strong tower. Right. Right. I went there a couple of times yeah, yeah. at your suggestion. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, then I came back and we gigged like maybe two years later and you're just like, ah, over all of that yeah, yeah. for now. Yeah. And I'm just curious where you at right now. Uh, I'm in a period of questioning everything. Huh? Like, uh, from the inside or from the outside or from all sides <laughs> <laughs> yeah what are you reading right now or what are you the book i'm reading thoughts? now is finding the third eye tell me more uh i just started but it was uh, it's talking about uh um finding that that voice within mm. kind of like looking you know it's not looking outside of yourself but finding you know and um how things so much stuff is going on until it stops people from thinking mm. so you you just in the matrix kind of just going 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 but you never sit down and think uh, step why? outside yeah. the mill yeah 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 so that's um yeah that's to uh what you were saying earlier about the instinct and trusting the yeah, instinct yeah. and yeah looking within i know it's uh it's very easy in the especially with our devices uh, right to get caught up in the constant mm -hmm. stream and you're all of a sudden sort of your your thinking's being done for you that's right in a way that's right. and it, it is uh you know to lose use a, a a biblical analogy something that's always been compelling to me is seeking out that still small voice mm -hmm. 
And that is yeah, that yeah. is hard to yeah, find it's in hard this to, loud yeah. world. This is very loud. It's so much. My wife and I was talking. Like someone called today about delivering a, a couch, and we had to do so much investigate investigating to find out if this number is real. <laughs> oh wow! If it's not, if you're being played, I think like we're some... supposed to get a couch, but let's find out if if we call this number something that's gonna happen you know yeah like, it's, it's crazy. yeah <laughs> <laughs> just trying to stay alive yeah, you're in this trying, world yeah, you're trying, like, not get robbed trying or, to sift out what's real and what's not you know yeah um man i i uh i can totally relate i mean it's amazing how uh on the daily i feel like you're just constantly waylaid by just the obligation of tasks keep your life going and that only gets you know i imagine that when we have kids it's going to be even more that way Um, i'm looking at a guy who knows it firsthand um but i you know i think a big part of this podcast too is to speak toward this need that i feel like everybody has to honor that that still small voice mm-hmm. and that that little creative prick yeah, inside yeah. of so it's like hey, yeah man, yeah go check yeah, that yeah, out yeah um because it's so much easier to not listen to it and yeah, to yeah. not do anything on its behalf because you're not you may it's a gamble every time you yeah, sit down yeah. and write a song or write a story yeah, yeah. Or, or or um do anything creative because yeah, the, yeah. the end result actually likely will not be that great right right but there, there's a chance it will. And if you do it a hundred times, maybe three of them, they'll be like, oh, that's then, usable. Then you have to worry about people people hating it. Yeah. Oh, God. That, just, this isn't even put yet. Just criticizing. It's like, I'm to the point now. I'm like, I just like art, man. It's like, what you what what I might like, you may not like, and that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know the whole, and that's the other thing I'm at now. Like uh, me and Kev Mo had this conversation: what is good and evil? Mm. Basically, like the dualities of stuff. Like what is good and bad. Um, his his whole analogy is like he lost everything in the flood, but he got a studio because of the flood. Mm. So we focusing on what's oh, good and what's bad out of it, but it's like it, it's not. It's almost like an illusion that we have created, and 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 you have two dualities to help us get to a place, and we're picking a side. That's what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of embracing both yeah. <laughs> aspects of life, uh, we just kind of choose we got we feel like we got to pick and choose what get on the side well and also we're rewarded i feel like in the short term for picking a side yeah yeah because then also you got all these people yeah, to rally yeah. with yeah. you got your tribe now yeah and you can be mad at them yeah uh and man i've always tried so, so try it, to stay away from that so is the flood was a bad thing or was yeah. it, it was a good thing i don't he he got something out of it yeah because of a bad situation you know it's like Bad record, good record. <laughs> I mean, it's easy. You know, it's. I can really relate to this when you're talking I hope about I'm somebody, sense. somebody. No, I can relate to it when, you, when you're talking about somebody else. It makes a lot of sense when you're talking yeah, about somebody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard to, firsthand. Yeah. I'm like, man, I take it all personally. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid all the time in a in my way. Oh yeah. Of just like the creative thing, 
is like on oh, daily. Yeah, yeah. I am afraid. And yes, it's yeah. embarrassing in advance. Yes. And I'm always just like, God, what am I? I can't write. I can't even, I can't yeah. act. I can't, I still don't know how to write a song. And I, you know, it's constant it's fear, constant yeah, fear. Yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, maybe some people can't relate to that. I've talked to really creative people who are like, man, I don't know. I just do it. I'm like, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do too, yeah, yeah. but not before yeah, walking yeah, yeah. through the fire, <laughs> yeah, yeah. paralyzing yeah, yeah. self doubt. You're scared to let anybody hear your stuff. You know? Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's just like, oh, that's here on the. <laughs> that's that's, just, it, that's it. Won't take. That's, that's a risk I'm not willing to take. <laughs> nice one, Jamie. Man, uh, we got a letter in the mail last week about uh, insurance. We just bought a new car, so it's like uh, call this number to uh, to like make sure that the insurance goes through. Like, she called us like total spam. Yeah. It was yeah, like man. I thought we already got the warranty. Man. <laughs> yeah. That's they're getting letterhead and everything. It was like it was, it was but anyway. All right. That's crazy. Man. <laughs> um I was okay, so I'm thinking about this uh chasing your own thing, having a wife, and for some reason, um having a wife. Having a wife, having a partner in this I life was, uh, to keep you by the way, I was Better, uh, easy way to say it. I couldn't believe when you got married. <laughs> <laughs> like that somebody would take me? I just, because you were just always on the go. You just like. Yeah. So when, when, when you said you were getting married, I was like, I've got to meet her. She's oh, special. Man. She's definitely special. Dude, she is, man. She is the best. And we have, I mean, I, you know, I pinch me and who knows i i realize that things change and nothing yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. stays the same and you, but you enjoy it while you can and i would say like in all honesty like i have i'm having a great great, oh, that's time great. That's with great. my partner in life that's and great. we have like on on the daily we're just like on this shared adventure and definitely there's some rubs you know yeah yeah, yeah absolutely be. absolutely but um yeah i you know it's funny cuz i i was shocked as well i really was like if, and I'm 47. I was 45 when I got married. We started dating when I was 44. And I was just like really in a place in my life where I'm like, well, maybe I'm just like a solo guy, mm. you know? I'm just going to, and that's okay. And I was, you know, it was okay. I was yeah, kind of yeah. like, it'd be nice to have a family, but I just can't even see it. Oh, I can't yeah. even see it. Like with, I noticed that because I really am, interested in this creative lifestyle yeah, yeah, and yeah. to a point where I don't think, you know, it's like too late for me to, you know, forget being a doctor or a professional. It's like too late for me to learn how to cook. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> like, this is what I do. And it doesn't generate a lot of yeah, yeah, income. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's just like, I'm doing okay though. And not, not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Exactly. Um, and, but that not yet, you know, it takes a special person. To oh yeah. Hang, absolutely. 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 Um, absolutely. And in the meantime, you know, we have a, a really great um, simpatico balance. She's creative too, and she's a lot more organized than me. Mm. And that that kind of oh, interplay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I've also, you know, for me too, I've chosen to. I'm all in, and if I'm all, if you're all in on something, yeah, yeah, and there's yeah. no way yeah, out, yeah. that's yeah. just it. Yeah, yeah, like it yeah. answers every question yeah, in advance. Yeah. In a way, it's Absolutely. just like okay, well. 
how are we going to work this right out is ab- absolutely yeah. it's not going anywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. i'll kill you if you do. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't I come to that you, too i don't often. know if you should say that <laughs> This might be evidence. <laughs> Future evidence. <really>. Bury the <laughs> footage. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> no, man, she's great. And uh, it's just like, it's about having, you know, s- some stuff that we can do. Like we do mu- movies together. Oh, and, wow. Really? And she, like she produced Morse code. Really? Yeah, man. I she, didn't know that. She, yeah. She saved Morse code. Like we were, I was sitting on a little bit of money for several months while we were trying to figure out what to do. And I find this is right after we got married and I was in a bad way, man. That was probably like professionally as low as I've ever felt because mm. I just didn't know what to do next. Yeah. Yeah. Was this like feeling of stagnancy. Yeah. Yeah. It's weighing on me hard. And she was finally like, Ugh, do you want me to help you produce it? And I was just like, would you? <laughs> and man, she oh, took man, it and that's ran. Amazing. She that's cast amazing. the whole thing. Yeah. She yeah, was on set. I didn't every, know she, I oh, thought dude. she, so I thought she was like totally out of the creative world. I didn't know. No, she, I mean, she has a straight gig right now, but we're trying to get her out of it. And, um, wow. no, she's, uh, she's told, she books uh, more often than I do as an actor. She's been really, working, yeah. She's been a couple TV shows. Wow. And, uh, no, she, she got her whole, she got her whole thing, man. I don't know what she's doing with me, man. but, uh, yeah, man. I remember when we, when we produced Morse, um, I mean, that was, it was like seven days of shooting and it was the really long days and we stretched that money uh, way longer than we sh- should have been able to. And so consequently it's just like pretty stressful. And that was, that was trying like so we're working together during the day oh, yeah, yeah. and she's just overwhelmed with like, cause she, like I'm the, you know, I'm sitting there acting yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like having fun. <laughs> I mean, inside I was freaking yeah, out yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole time, but she was just like making sure the whole thing is she would, we would just come home at like two in the morning and she would just like cry on the kitchen table and I'd like console her. Then we'd be back out there at six Dang, doing it wow, all over again. Amazing. But you know, like we look back on it and it's just like some of the best times of our lives. Oh, wow. Cause it was just like doing something hard together. Yeah. 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 You know, every time yeah, you yeah. do something hard, right. that feeling on the other side is right. like, you know, yeah, yeah. well, win or lose. I just did that. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I feel like, you know, anytime people can put themselves up to something that's, they're not sure they can do. And then they find that most of the time they do do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're a little stronger and yeah. you learn a little more. Anyway, to do that together with somebody, <clears throat> oh, that's man, cool. that's we'll crazy. see how it all goes so far. So good. Oh, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So I really like to talk about the, the philosophical side of, of this all. And you're a great cat to do that with. Um, and so I know that you're just reading, uh, finding the third eye mm-hmm. and what, who wrote that? Uh, what's her name? Oh, I can't remember. And is it, is it from it's like, an older, it's an older, okay. older, older book. Probably some people in the comments can uh, chime in, <clears throat> help us remember. Um, and is it from a, like a psychologist's perspective or is it more from a spiritual side or? Yeah, from, more from a spiritual kind of side. And well, science too, because, you know, it mm. talks about vibration and energy and mm. how that, you know, how every, everything is made up of energy and vibrations. And how does that, how does that translate into your kids? Like, do you, what do you teach your kids? Are you teaching them? I teach my kids to, uh, to look within inside themselves mm. and that they can manifest anything mm. because everything is based, if everything is based off energy, 
then all I have to do is have the right energy, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, with the Bible, the scripture, the Bible, uh, so a man thinketh, so is he, mm-hmm. you know. So just having that right energy, what are you thinking? What are you attracting with your thoughts? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's been able to bring me more peace than I have when I was searching. <clears throat> and nothing against the traditional ways of knowing uh, church or whatever, you know. Actually, it has probably uh, expanded my understanding of that just in a different, you know. So I don't, I don't knock the whole, it's not that I don't believe this, I don't believe. It's just I'm expanded in understanding that the power is, a lot of the power is in me. Mm-hmm. How my how I think I create my own reality with my thoughts, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I uh, I can relate to that a lot. <laughs> and you know, as a I like as a regular Catholic goer, I um really yeah oh yeah I didn't we know go that. every Sunday. I didn't know. And that. I'm like I still sit there. I went. Randy was out of town this week. I went by myself. And to be honest, I'm kind of like there's a part of me. There's a large part of me that's like. You know, what the hell am I doing here? I'm really, <laughs> and I, I, I don't exactly know how to answer that question. There's a couple of things. And one would be, I, on a practical level, I value that hour that's set aside from regular yeah, life yeah. to come yeah. and sit in the presence of something mysterious. That's right. And, uh, you know, I leave my phone in the car right. and it's a set of, it's a, a time apart. Right. Right. And it's a sacred time, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. And that's how I'm choosing to, right, to, right, right. to demarcate that sacred time right now. Um, but as for like, mm, the, the whole, I think if somebody had to, were to make me choose allegiances between God or people, I'm kind of on people's side. I'm kind of, and I don't, let me think about how to, how to articulate But then that. you can expand it as, uh, we are at, at, we are aspect of God. Yeah. We are an aspect yeah. of God. Yeah, right. And, but it's like, <clears throat> it's so mysterious that I don't, and I also just think that, you know, especially in the context of this like present climate, uh, conflict in the middle East, yes, yes. it's so religiously driven and tribally yes, driven yes, right, and the right. whole, you know, there's a part of it that's, uh, this is, I'm not going to go deep on this, but like, you know, the Zionist movement was hastened by evangelical Christians in America right, yes. wanting to bring the second coming of Christ right, there. And in right. order for that to happen, we got to get those right. the Jews back that's in right. our homeland. That's right. We have and to, it's almost like you have to recreate the story. You have to recreate the story. Yeah. We've got to fulfill yeah. the story. Yeah, We're right. going to help God right, fulfill right. the story. And yeah. I'm, and that, that like drove, you know, drove a wedge in, between oh yeah, drove a wedge uh will set d- dislocated a whole group of people mm-hmm. in pr- the process of doing that and it wasn't like something that sort of occurred naturally it was willed by mm-hmm. people on a re- from a religious context willed by christians from a re- so you mm-hmm. got christians jews and muslims all and they're all they cannot get along yeah and i'm like I cannot, I can't hang by that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like when, when you get into the Christian trip of like, um, it's our way or, or, yeah, yes, or hell. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm like, yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. can't do it. I yeah. don't really care. It's almost like I, I, the question I have is like, man, I have more compassion. Like I would never send someone to hell. <laughs> yeah. There's that too. I mean, but it's okay. There's, there's all that. And then the other side of it. So like, why the hell would you go to the church every week, dude? And, um, 
participate in the bodily eating of Christ, you know, and I don't cause I'm not actually Catholic. I sit there and yeah, yeah. cross my arms and we've, we've gone through Catholic catechism. Rand oh, and I. Really? We did. We, it was so annoying. Uh, who cares? It was annoying. <laughs> Every Tuesday night sitting there like listening and, um, I went, to, I went to my first mass in Italy. You did? Yeah, How really? was it? It was interesting. It's interesting. I, I don't I mean, know. I, I it's mean, a it's a pageant. Yeah, yeah. It's, right? a, it's a ceremony kind of. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, it's one one thing I like about it is it's not for you. It's not for. It's not the church. The Catholic Church is not about you. It doesn't pander to your tastes. It doesn't change because of the whims yes, of what people yes, want. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Where I see like Protestant churches are all like competing with each wow, other. Wow, that's for interesting. Attention. I never thought about that. Yeah, that's, and I, I mean, I watched that happen in my own church. Wow, growing, that's interesting for you. Yeah, growing up, it's true. I uh, I was in a small town, uh, na- this little Nazarene church in a small town in Idaho, and when I was a little kid, it was very humble. You know, it was just like. Uh, would sing the hymns out of the book. There was a lady playing the piano and yeah. maybe <clears throat> maybe a guy playing organ too if he was yeah, there. Yeah. But that's all it was. And then over time, I remember it's like late 80s or something, all of a sudden there's kind of some more microphones on stage and then monitors and then drum kit comes in and all of a sudden like half the congregation seemed like oh, they were yeah, up yeah, on stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, what is going on what here? Is this like a show? <laughs> I mean, you know, and this isn't a criticism about Zion, Mount Zion, but I mean, that is the slickest production. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, with the, yeah. They got a camera on the yeah, marketing, crane arm. Marketing. So yeah, it's marketing. It's yeah. There's a lot of marketing, but yeah. this show, even the show, the show, yeah, the church yeah. show yeah, itself yeah. is just like, the music is incredible. Yes, yeah. And then, um, and it's fantastic. You got a hundred people up there right, singing right. in the choir and everything. And there's a part of me and I'm not judging this because it's to each his own and it's not for me to say, but there's a part of me that, um, will always be that little kid with the lady playing the piano. Yeah, not yeah. that well. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just singing out yeah, these yeah. hymns. Yeah, and that's yeah. like what, when I go to the Catholic church, I get that same, oh, it touches yeah. that yeah, same yeah. thing where yeah. it's just like not, there's no show. Yeah. Yeah. In the sense, but you know, there's a lot of show too. There's guys got robes. The costumes yeah, are yeah, way better, yeah. whatever. But, um, but anyway, like the, when I think back and like, okay, well, why do you go and, or why do I, why am I compelled to participate in the traditional version of the, of a faith system that I grew up in? Um, I think a huge part of it is because my parents mm-hmm. are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. My father in particular, right, right, like right, right. an undeniable, um, good person. Yes. And to this day, you know, my parents are like in their seventies and they still go weekly to visit people in the hospital. They visit old people in the hospital. They're they're freaking (laughs) in their seventies and that's how they lived. That's how they've always lived. And, um, that was the example that I was shown and that bar is high. Yes. You know, and there's, that's that's interesting that because I play at a church, uh, by TSUs. It's an older congregation. And, that's why I think I like going because it's nostalgic because mm. it, it reminds me of my grandparents, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I just like to felt they're nice people. They're great people. Yeah. Um, they're not concerned about the show. Yeah. Or it's just like, we just here to really fellowship and see people we haven't seen all week. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I admire that. You can get behind that. Yeah, I can get behind yeah. that. I'm sorry for cutting you. No, off. dude. I, this is. I'm to talk to you. Yeah, man. It's a mystery why we do anything that we do. It's a mystery what 
is it is like what this life is yeah, yeah. and i i find that the more i live there um I, I i like to think that the gentler i am with other people with people close to me and the people that are far from me yeah, particularly yeah. those who think differently than yeah, me yeah. um because the second i get really sure of myself I promptly turn into an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that's the, <laughs> You know what I yeah, mean? It's like, yeah. ooh, that yeah, guy, ooh, yeah. them. And religion is very difficult in that sense because it ha- does have this way of like, we know. Yeah, yeah, we know. We know, we know all the, the answers. Yeah. Follow us. And then with with we know the way implies they don't. Yeah. So and when I started looking at, when I started looking at other things, I found out, because I had that, I was very like into uh, you know, Christianity, whatever. Very, <laughs> I would. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say, but I would uh, use the Bible <laughs> for my good arguments. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, Bible thump a little bit. You man, know, man. <laughs> you know the good old Christian way. You know, Bible thump. You yeah. know, use the scripture to make people feel like I'm gonna win this argument. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> With a good Bible verse, there's no better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no better win. My problem was I could never remember. <laughs> but uh, man, um, the more I thought I knew, the more I started researching, the more I figured I didn't know anything. That's there's, that's the thing about learning. You know, three twenty-five is, and I see a council <laughs> when it's all. I like to say when Christianity was incorporated, mm-hmm. <laughs> what about the thousand years before that? What were they thinking? Yeah. How did they view life? Yeah, you know, it's a short period of when you looking, you look at things. Totally, and I mean, there's many ways to the top of the mountain. That's right. There's many That's ways right. to ex- express and reverence there, for and the there, Lord, and there are there, there are many ways and many expressions and many cultures that would never experience our way the western way of spirituality you know which is often really caught up with capitalism too it is oh, the western, uh, our western uh, have, you, have you read oh i read the book uh one nation under god it, like when you read one nation under god he go he's a historian there's no opinions he just lays out like after the new deal um, how business owners lost uh, their respect from the people. Mm-hmm. So they had to find a group of people that the people respected, which were clergy. Mm-hmm. So business people, because of the New Deal, the fight back the New Deal, they got in bed with uh, pastors. So they started marrying Christianity and capitalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And out of that became One Nation Under God. They put that in the, the, the Pledge of Allegiance, which wasn't there before it's night in the 40s. It wasn't there before that. Mm. They started the National Prayer Breakfast, mm. which is not really a spiritual event. It's a political it's event. It's very, yeah. 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 That whole idea of marrying um, religious or faith, Christian faith with politics is... A, um, fairly abhorrent to me mm. and it was one thing that my folks really stayed away from my dad was not yeah yeah yeah, yeah he didn't yeah. play he yeah, wasn't yeah. interested yeah in yeah that. yeah and 
for the same reason I'm not either because then you're suddenly playing the power game and then you're using, you're invoking God to, um, commandeer or to, uh, realize your version of how you think life should be, um, through political fiat. And it's like, that's not what Jesus did. Yeah. 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 Render under Caesar. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, Anyway, okay, well, this has gone a little crazy. So, uh, keep practicing, kids. And, uh, focus on getting better at music, and everything will be okay, or at least interesting. Um, but, my man, thank you so much for, for playing with me and for talking with me and just sharing yeah, a little of your story. Yeah, you're leading me down some different roads, you know. Yeah, you know, we're just getting to know each other. We don't get to ever have coffee, and because uh, last time we did, my car broke. He but, didn't show um, up. I didn't show up. So I had to have you on my podcast. It's <laughs> a consolation prize for me. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, thank you so much. And, um, you know, hopefully we can uh, get together again before too long. Oh, yeah. Thanks and for having me. Man, that's, that's great to hear about uh, your your new aspirations or your your uh, realizing aspirations to, like, find new talent and develop mm-hmm. that. And I, you know, you're a very young man still. And I think that uh, you know, great I'm, things I'm, are ahead of you. How old are you? I'm 47. I'm right behind you, 46. Yeah, yeah dude. We still you, right? We're a couple right? kids out there, right? man. <laughs> Taking our shots. All right, man. Still living on the edge, right? <laughs> as long as my wife will want me. All right, take it easy. Peace. The Morse Code Podcast is produced by Corby Lanker and Kyle Noctegall in East Nashville, Tennessee. Our executive producer is Randa Newman. You can find full video of this and all past episodes by visiting morsecodepodcast.com.